Today on episode number 531, I'm a little groggy, but I am back from Podcast Minute Atlantic with a Because of My Podcast story from Jim Cullison. We're on the Podcast Rewind. We're going to be listening to me on the Podcast Fiend Show. I'm also going to bring with me the top takeaways from Podcast Minute Atlantic, as well as what podcasters can learn from the city of Philadelphia. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so very much from the bottom of my heart. I really deeply appreciate you tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years, and what I'm going to do is we talk about all things podcasting. I help you face your fears. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology and flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to a successful podcast. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up. The site will open up on International Podcast Day. September 30th. Right now it is closed as you listen to this, but it will be open back again very, very soon. Now, before we get into Podcast Mid Atlantic, it was a great time. I always like to share these because of my podcast stories. And if you can answer this question, hey, because of my podcast, I, and then you've just fill in the blank, by all means go out to schoolpodcasting.com slash contact and fill it in. And every Saturday, I do a show called Ask the Podcast Coach with Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. And Jim had it because of my podcast story, so he shared it on that show, so I'm sharing it over here. Take it away, Jim. All right, so many of you know that I have been podcasting for Gallup for the last three years, and we've been building a podcast network there. And and we have three, four, let's say four podcasts now that are going. And I uh, spent a ton of time doing that. You know, I'm in during the day. I do We do a couple podcasts during the workday. I oftentimes go in at night. I go in a couple Monday nights a month to sometimes at nine, sometimes at midnight to do those podcasts. Spend a lot of time on my weekends online, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, talking to people, engaging my audience, working with them. And my, our audience are these strengths coaches that we have um, around the country, around StrengthsFinder. We have a couple thousand of them certified and probably five or 6,000 of them who have taken our training and are not certified yet. And it's my job to make sure they have all the information they need. And so we created these web, we call them webcasts, this professional development. That's really what I call it now for them. These are I, every Friday when we get on for a call to coach the name of the show, I say, this is an hour of professional development for you. So we've kind of pitched them that way. Well, so yesterday, you know, once a month at Gallup, we do what's called R&R. It's recognition and roundtable and opportunity f- to recognize people. We give out all stars and royal stars, and we have all these awards. We, we believe at Gallup you can't recognize enough. Like, you can't over-recognize somebody. So we do a lot of recognition. And so yesterday, MVP of the company of the Omaha Riverfront, which is most of the company, MVP, uh, I got the award yesterday for all the webcast and social work that – that we did a nice, some nice recognition for that, you know, stand up for a company and award, which is sitting on my desk. I wish I could nice. should have brought it home so I could hold it up for you guys. But some great recognition for the company and some awesome feedback from people, you know, then afterwards people come around and say, you know, we've been watching. This is the crazy thing. When I first started it, people inside the company were wondering, you know, what the hell is that guy doing? Like, <laughs> shouldn't he be doing that? <laughs> you know, it was it was weird. It was different when I started doing it for the company. And now people are like man, I watch your theme Thursdays all the time, or we're showing them on a big screen. There's 20 people coming 
on Thursdays for this meetup and we're showing your theme Thursdays and we're, you know, we have a companion guide that goes along with it and, and which is another whole nother thing in itself. If you can create stuff to go with your podcast, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was validating to, you know, I mentioned we, when we had our summit a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago now, middle of July, um, I got mobbed in the, you know, we had this reception and I could not, I couldn't even make it to the bar. There You're was like the Beatles, every man. Would, every time I would turn, <laughs> someone would literally step in front of me and say, I want to talk to you for just a minute. Right. And I think now these are, these are my peeps, right? These are my, this is, this is my audience. I don't walk around Omaha and that happens to me. It has to be a very specific group uh, where that does that, but some nice recognition uh, for that yesterday and, and some nice validation that, yeah, and this is a work thing. Like so, this is podcasting at work and being recognized by the the entire company for the work that we did in podcasting. So pretty cool. So once again, podcasting helps you be seen as an expert. As he mentioned there at the end, that when he's out with his target audience, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're Jim from uh, you know that podcast." As well, and in this case, it's making Jim more valuable to his company. So all sorts of different ways that you can benefit from having a podcast. And we'll be talking a little later with Christian Lee about how his son, who's 10 years old, is benefiting from a podcast. I just got back from Podcast Minute Atlantic. If you've never heard of it, check it out, podcastminuteatlantic.com slash SOP. And what that is, it's a very intimate podcasting conference, and they really focus on doing creative things as well as having your typical speakers and such. But even that is kind of outside the box. Like the speakers only get 10 minutes. I was on a panel and we had 40 minutes. And uh, it was really interesting way to consume a lot of content in a very small amount of time. But I had some great takeaways from Podcast Mid-Atlantic. And so here are a couple. Number one, when I got there, I was greeted by Heather from Craftlit. And just an amazing person. Check her out at craftlit.com. And she presented me with a custom T-shirt that said on the front, PSBS and my logo. And you're like, okay, what does PSBS stand for? Podcasting since before serial. And she's just so cool. And she's just as cool in person as she is online. And the fact that someone would go out of their way to make me a custom T-shirt just kind of leaves me speechless. I mean, it's those little things that really just put tons of gas in my tank. And she really is an amazing person. And she just knows so much. It's amazing. I'll talk a little bit more about her in just a second. I also got to meet Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour. And he had a great tip if you're interviewing somebody. You ready? This is a write-me-down kind of tip. If you're getting ready to interview somebody... And you're like, I, I want to do something different than the typical interview that this person always does. They always tell that story. So I'll give you an example. Um, I have a friend of mine, Cliff Ravenscraft. You might know him as the podcast answer man. Really nice guy. Super helpful. And if you listen to Cliff get interviewed, he's going to tell you about how he went from making six figures as an insurance guy he quit his day job. The first year he quit, he made $11,000. It's an amazing story. And if I was Cliff, I would share that all the time too. But what if you don't want to hear the Cliff story for the 400th time? What do you do? And this is Michael's tip. You take away all of their ammunition. And as you're interviewing that guest, you're like, I'd like to interview, and I'd like to introduce you today. Our guest has been helping hundreds of people 
start podcast. He actually had a six-figure income with his family business. He quit the first year as he was trying to be a podcast consultant. He made $11,000. And anything else you want, he once had a person send him a $12,000 check. Ladies and gentlemen, Cliff Ravenscraft. Now, Cliff can't do any of that. He's got to find something new now to give you as content. And I was like, man, is that a phenomenal tip. I really, really like that. They, they can't just use your pull my string kind of answers. That was a cool tip. Then Mark from Podcast Websites actually came over from the UK. And I talked with Mark and Ramona, and I might actually get a little peek behind the scenes of Podcast Websites because that's a piece of technology. You know me, I love my toys. I haven't played with podcastwebsites.com yet. And I always say what you need to do, right, to make content that's going to really impact your audience, you have to go ask your audience what they want. And in Mark's talk, he said, and I was like, oh, you know what? That's right. You need to ask them what they need, right? Because a lot of those might say, I want a pony, right? My daddy said he'd get me a pony. He never got me a pony. Well, okay. What do you need? I need a pony. Okay, maybe not. But you get the point. There is a difference between what you want and what you need. And if you can find, oh, here's what I need, sometimes that will really impact them. I was like, wow, that's a good tip. Jessica Kupferman of She Podcast and uh, JKMAgency.com, which is a uh, her agency that helps you get podcast sponsorship. And poor Jess, I felt so bad. She lost her voice and... She then had to do a presentation. So she literally kind of sounded like this. And it was very soft-spoken. And but she was trying to talk so loud. I'll tell her to talk loud. Please forgive me. But here's the thing. People love an underdog. And so she apologized at the beginning. But we obviously knew. Most of us knew Jess anyway. But we were all pulling for her because she was the underdog. And her content made up for the lack of tone in her voice. Right, the, So in this case, content trumped bad audio quality, shall we say, if we could put up a little air quotes here. This worked in person. I don't feel that would work in a podcast. I don't think I'm going to listen to somebody, okay, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about this. I just don't think that's going to work. But in person, it worked because you could tell she was physically trying to get her voice to work, and it just, in some cases, just didn't work. But she did an awesome job. And so that was something I was like, wow. In person, I I just was amazed how the struggle really pulled me into her presentation. But here's something I've always told you, that you have a perspective that nobody else has. So on Sunday, which was 9-11, now for those of you who are under the age of 15 and live outside the U.S., 9-11 is the anniversary of the day when two terrorists flew two planes into the World Trade Center towers. There was another plane that crashed in uh, Pennsylvania and one flew into the Pentagon. And I had breakfast with Rob Greenlee from Spreaker and Heather Ordover from Craftlit. And we kind of shared some thoughts as the TV was on, as it is anywhere you go in America. And they were talking about 9-11. And so we started sharing some of our 9-11 kind of stories. And... I've heard a lot of 9-11 stories, as you have, right? We all kind of talk about it. Where were you? Kind of like those people that were a generation before us knew exactly where they were when the space shuttle blew up 
and the the generation before them knew exactly where they were when Kennedy was shot. So, and Heather's perspective was like no one I had ever heard in 15 years. Why? Because she lived it. And you're like, well, I lived it too. No, no, no. She lived it. And it, as in the, the plane engine from the second plane, it fell on the roof of the school she was teaching in. She lived it. And at one point, she turned to see the second tower fall and just watch a cloud of dust come to her like a giant avalanche of dust. And she then got engulfed in it. Meanwhile, she had just contacted her husband for the first time or second time. They could barely contact each other. And her husband got to watch that cloud engulf his wife. He knew where she was, and he had to watch that on TV. And I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, here was something that was giving me firsthand knowledge of the replays on the TV that I was watching. So you are a unique person. And there was some information that only you have because only you have your history. Only you have that perspective and only you have your experience. And it really gave me goosebumps. So those are some things I learned from Podcast Minute Atlantic. And I'm going to share some more what I learned in Philadelphia. But right now, I want to play a very brief interview I did with Christian Lee and his son, CJ. They, uh, they do a show called What Are We Watching? You can find that at whatarewewatching.com. And Christian shared in his talk what his son was learning from podcasting. So I'm going to play, this is a real quick interview with, again, Christian Lee and CJ from whatarewewatching.com. Uh, I'm sitting here at Podcast Mid-Atlantic with Christian Lee from the What Are We Watching podcast. That's it. And if you've listened to the show before, you know I am a sucker for people who podcast with their kids. I think it's very, very cool. And uh, so I just want to ask you a little bit. You talked about it in your, your talk about talk about some of the things you think your son is learning from doing a podcast. Well, there's the simple act of learning how to hook up mics and edit with Adobe Audition and learn what the word peaking means. That's simple stuff that everybody can learn. But what my son's learning through co-hosting the podcast and building the podcast with me is about really fighting through problems as they occur. You know, how do we push through re-recording the show and making it seem fresh when our audio runs out or our memory card runs full, our batteries die? You know, we have to do it all over again. And now it's nine o'clock. It's an hour past his bedtime. And he's trying to seem upbeat and happy and and really, you know, maintain that level that we want when we give our podcast, you know, uh, that excitement feeling. And sometimes it's the just disappointing papa. Sometimes it's me saying, hey, CJ, what are we watching this week? And he says, I, I don't know, I forgot. And then I fuss at him, and then I feel bad, and I have to apologize for being a bad dad, and he feels like he's not doing a good job. And he's really like learning life skills that other kids don't get because he's a level ahead now. He's, he's ahead of the curve. He's learning how to make a show, how to be entertaining, how to fix it when he's not, and deal with maybe a bad show once we had a bad show. Every once in a while, we'll record one, and I'll be like, well, I don't know if that one was great. And he's like, yeah, I know. But next time, let's try to make it better. Let's kick up the energy. Or 
and this is something I push him to do, is argue with me on the podcast. And he'll argue with me in real life, and I'll say, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is a papa-son relationship. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But what do I always say you know, when we're arguing in real life? I say, save it for the podcast. <laughs> always save it for the podcast. You're going to regret that when he's like 13. Yeah, You're that's gonna be, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I do. I'm like, save it for the podcast. And when we watch, basically we watch kids' TV shows that he loves and I hate. That's what our podcast is about. But we don't talk while we're watching the show unless it's something really egregious because we want to save that energy and that freshness for the podcast unless we have to record it again and then we just lie to everybody, which is what we all do. Right, exactly. You know, we're all authentic until we're recording it for the third time because of failure. That's uh, Podcasters love to talk about be authentic. That's what we've been talking about at the conference today. Be authentic, be authentic. But we've all recorded that show for the third time and had to do that interview twice with somebody that we're embarrassed about doing it. Had to so. do the call of shame, yes. Right. Sorry, God. It ate the, yeah, we've all done that. Now, you mentioned in your talk that there, were, there was a show you watched and you kind of got surprised that it was like a kid's show. Um, so can you explain about that? It was Boy Meets Girl. Oh, Boy Meets World, which is a show from when I was a kid, a kid's show from when I was a kid. We're doing a series, Retro versus Contemporary. So we watched Boy Meets World and then the remade version which has some of the same stars as the parents called Girl Meets World. And it was just fun to see how shows for kids were when I was a kid and some of the topics they talked about, which were really tremendous and touchy, mm -hmm. and how it's been Disney-fied and all of the teeth taken out of it now. And, and the original show talked about kissing and sex, and it was 7th and 8th graders, and it was uncomfortable for me on the couch watching the show with my son who's 10 years old who's in fifth grade and then we go to watch the new show and it's that normal disney shiny everything's happy we don't talk about real things but we're going to pretend we do and so it's interesting to get his perspective on the show and then mine where we stood on that episode where we compared the shows as i said which show did you prefer and he said, I prefer Boy Meets World, the one from when I was a kid. I said, which show would you recommend to your friends? And he said, Girl Meets World. Because there's heavy subjects in that. I don't want to be the one recommending that to people. It would be uncomfortable. And I don't want to hear from anybody that I was pushing a show like that. So, you know, he's afraid the parents of that kid are going to call me and say, what are you doing encouraging my kid to watch this show? But that's the interesting thing about especially our new series is looking at something and how it's being made now. And I said on the podcast, I don't think they could put that show on the air anymore. Like what people say about Archie Bunker. Oh, yeah. Archie Bunker couldn't be on a mainstream channel nowadays. Sure, it could be on FX, HBO, but it couldn't be on CBS. I don't think this show could be on, I think it used to be on ABC. I don't think they could do it because people would just freak out about it. You know, their sponsors would flee. Oh, my gosh, they're in seventh grade and talking about sex. We're never going to sponsor that show. And hmm. Whose idea was it to start the podcast? His or yours? Um Basically, we were watching TV, and I was doing Mystery Science Theater 3000 with, you know, watching a show with him, just making fun of it, and what I do. Right. Um, you know, I travel for years as a comic. This is what we do. And uh, he just looked at me, and he said, you've got a lot of opinions. And I said, yeah, why are we doing this for free when we could do it for free on the Internet? So we moved it from free in our living room to free on the Internet. So uh, that's what kind of got the ball rolling. But in doing it, he's got to um, 
he's interviewed a star from his favorite TV show. My daughter's co-hosted an episode of the show with me and introduced or interviewed her favorite television star. So he's learning things like uh, talking to a celebrity without just getting crushed with anxiety, you know, uh, delivering questions, getting answers. He had some thoughtful responses to those answers and how that sparked this question for me. And it's just some skills that he's getting a leg up above, you know, others in his age group. And in our talk, I even spoke about how he is the cameraman for the new show at his primary school. And the principal was blown away by the fact that he actually moves the camera during the show. You know, he just couldn't believe that he zoomed in on his face when he said something. And he's like, your kid is doing things we've never seen before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, I'm happy you're impressed with that. What are your thoughts on it? How long have you guys been doing your podcast? Um, now that I think about it, it's been quite a while. It's yeah. been about a year. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite part of it? My favorite part is when we get to interview people. Yeah? So who'd you, who'd you get to interview? Um, we got to interview the dad from the Thundermans, a show that I watched. A Nickelodeon show. Yes. Yeah. Was that pretty cool? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Were you nervous? A little at first, but then it didn't get too much nervous yeah. when we started talking to them. They're just people, right? Yeah. You, you get used to it, but it's, it's cool to go. Now, did you go to school and say, guess who I talked to yesterday? Pretty much. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> awesome. How long do you guys think you're going to keep doing this? Um. Till it's not fun anymore? No. Um, I think we're going to keep doing it till I get way older. That would be awesome. Because then you get to look back and you'll hear, you get to hear yourself get older. Because as you get older, especially your voice starts to change and things like that, and that will be awesome to look back and go, wow, listen to me when I was 10, and now listen to me when I was 13, listen to me when I was 16. Because there'll be a part in there where you'll sound like Charlie in the Box. <laughs> you ever seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yes. And I the whole Charlie in the Box, yeah. <laughs> when you're about 14, 15, you'll just walk around, is the phone for me? It's great. It's awesome. So. Plus, we do video, so we get to see oh, his Oh, that's so. even better. Awesome. Well, where can people find your show? Um, you can find our show at whatarewewatching.com, youtube.com slash whatarewewatchingpodcast. Um, we're at whatwatching on Twitter and, of course, on iTunes, where all podcasts can be heard. To get to it quickly, you just go to whatarewewatching.com slash iTunes. Boom. Links you, you right to it. Awesome. You want to do a pop quiz? Sure. What were the last five podcasts you listened to, and why do you listen to them? Last five podcasts I listened to. Um, I listened to Rogan okay. uh, because he's funny. I did listen to Pat because that's what everybody listens to. Pat Flynn? Okay. Everybody listens to him, and I was like, what's the big deal? I got to listen to it. Okay. So then I listened to a bunch of those episodes. Um, I listened to Joe Pardo just because of this Right. conference that we were at last five podcasts were the last two that i've done um you know it's going to be various comedians i'm yeah. not sure i can name each one but my favorite podcast is how this get made uh with um it has comedians and that's basically what our show is based on is they talk about how do bad movies get made and i talk about bad kids tv shows nice. so i i consistently listen to that podcast well, Christian and CJ, thanks for coming on the show. Now, thank you for having thank us. You. Super cute kid. 
And uh, you know me, I'm a sucker for anybody who is podcasting with their children. But uh, Christian Lee is actually a, a comic, very funny guy, very entertaining. And so, you know, his son, again, is learning how to push things through when technology isn't your friend and how to talk to celebrities and not freak out. And it's led to some conversations that were awkward but need to happen between a father and his son. And likewise, now his son is much more comfortable with technology and working in his school. And I'm sure all of that is just leading up to more confidence for his son. So those are some things that I took away from the podcast Mid-Atlantic conference this past weekend in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Speaking of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and for those of you outside the country, Philadelphia is a place where a lot of American history took place. And so on Sunday, I had some time, like I said, before I flew home, we had uh, breakfast with Heather and Rob, and then Rob and I went to Philadelphia to, we're like, let's do something touristy. So let's check out the Liberty Bell and uh, let's check out Independence Hall, which is where a lot of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, a lot of this came out of the U.S. right in that building. And um, so here's what I, I was looking at this, and I'm like, hmm. So here's some things I learned. When there's no great entertainment, people will flock to anything. And you're like, you got that from Philadelphia? Yes, case in point, the Liberty Bell. It's an old two-ton bell with a giant crack on it. And this broken bell used to go on tour and people would flock in droves to see it, to see a bell that you couldn't ring. And in today's society, the bar is set pretty low in regards to content. If you listen to morning radio, it's Binky and the Wiz. Holy cow. You can do better than Binky and the Wiz. And so, in regards to content, you can stand out. It's pretty easy compared to some of the things that are on the radio. And you might think, oh, I don't know, I'm just not that person, that's just not me. You don't know, you don't know me well enough, Dave, I've, I've got my flaws. Well, the Liberty Bell was flawed, yet people came out in droves to see it. Well, did it sound awesome? Now, they watched. I watched a video of somebody actually ringing it. And I can tell you this. uh, No. No, it did not sound great. But what it did do was stand for something. And people came to the event really to pay tribute to the ideals of the Liberty Bell. And so the ideals of the Liberty Bell is what is, that's what's strong about the Liberty Bell. It's not the sound of the bell because you can't ring it. They x-rayed it and there are tons of little cracks in it. And so you can't really ring it because it's just going to crumble. But what it stands for stirs up strong emotions. Point being, what does this have to do with podcasting? It's not the technology. It's what you stand for that draws people in. And that's your personality and that's what you're your podcast is standing for. Last week, 
episode number 530, we had Jen Briney on, which kind of ties in with all this. She reads the legislature that's going through the House of Representatives and then reports back to us in a pretty much unbiased opinion. And, you know, people support her because of what she stands for. And she happens to be entertaining. And if you haven't heard that episode, I got a lot of really great feedback on that. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 530. But here's some other things I learned about from Philadelphia. The creators of the Liberty Bell had never made a bell so large. They really, like their history was making like large kettles to like cook in. So they never made a bell. And yet they gave it their best shot, made a pretty crappy bell. And yet that pretty crappy bell is what people come out to see. And there it was on 9-11 and it was pretty packed for people to go in and watch a bell that you can't hear just to stand there for and think about what it stands for. And so I watched a video of them ringing the bell back in like whenever the 1800s. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if there was video in the 1800s, but you get the point. I watched a very old grainy black and white video and it did not sound good. I've heard trash can lids that sound better. But people came to this because of the ideals that it stood for. So again, it's not the technology. And the creators didn't know what they were doing, but they tried the best they could. And even though their results were flawed, it still had a positive impact on people. So they gave their audience a gift, even though it had a big giant crack in it. All right, so then we went across the street to tour the Independence Hall. And this is where, again, where a lot of early America took place. And it was weird to stand in the hall where Ben Franklin stood and George Washington and all these other founding fathers of America. And I learned how they all collaborated together to put together the Declaration of Independence. And what I liked about that is they explained how Ben Franklin put in some words and changed some stuff that Thomas Jefferson had put in. And I'm sure there were arguments as they hammered out this piece of paper. But on the other hand, there were things that were made different. Things got changed, which meant in the end, it was the better, they didn't have their own self-interest involved. It was better about making great content in this case. The other thing I found out is Article 5 of the United States Constitution details the two-step process for amending the nation's frame of government. In other words, they knew they didn't get it perfect, so they wanted to put something in there so that future generations could change it. And so the Constitution was put into place on March 4th, 1789. Now, if they had waited until it was, if we could again use air quotes, perfect, because the last... um amendment to the competition was many years later but and in fact it was actually in 1992 so it was originally put out 1789 if they waited till it was perfect it wouldn't have been till 1992 my point is there is perfect and then there is good enough And I was listening to an episode of the Podcast Engineering uh, School episode with my buddy Ray Ortega from the Podcasters Roundtable. And Ray actually shared that quote that he worked with somebody that said, don't let perfection 
get in the way of good enough. Because sometimes we won't put out stuff because it's not perfect. Yeah, but it's good enough. And so as of December 2014, which was almost two years ago, there have been 11,539 proposals to amend the Constitution. And that's going back from, again, to 1789. And the whole point of this is that I'm bringing up is they put out something that wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. And they knew that you're going to change something. Your podcast is not a statue. I always tell you it's a recipe. And you can amend your podcast at any time you want. And then last but not least here, the bell cracked, according to a video I saw on YouTube from the parks uh, service. So I, I tend to take this as accurate. The bell first cracked when rung after its arrival in Philadelphia, and it was twice recast by local workmen John Pass and John Stowe. Um, and their names actually appear on the bell, yet it it's cracked. And there I was on 9-11, reflecting on kind of 9-11, and there are people all over the world there to come stand by a bell that didn't ring. And there are probably millions of bells across the world. Right? There's Taco Bell. There's Dumbbell. There's Bella Lugosi. There's the Bell of the Ball. But yet, if somebody says, name a famous bell, you might be thinking Liberty. And some of them, some other bells I'm sure are bigger. Some of them sound better. Some of them you can probably actually play. And yet here they were, people flocking to see an old broken bell because of what it stands for. So people tune in for your content, but they stay for you, the host, because you stand for something, because you're original, because there's nobody like you, cracks and all. And you can go out and inspire people. Think about that. Just because you might have a few cracks doesn't mean people won't come and listen to you. So if you want help with that, come see me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Again, use the coupon code LISTENER or sign up for one-on-one consulting. I was on episode number 19 of the Podcast Fiend Show, and we were talking about three things that podcasters need for success. That includes health, support, and, of course, your attitude. And so we're talking about podcast success in general, and that led us down the path of the John Lee Dumas effect. Here is me appearing on episode number 19 of the Podcast Fiend Show. Like, do you ever have to sort of talk them off the ledge of podcasting because they're not doing it for the right reasons? Yeah, we actually, uh, I'm on a podcast called the Podcasters Roundtable with Ray Ortega and Daniel J. Lewis from uh, the Audacity to Podcast. And... When John Lee Dumas came on the scene, he was so successful and created such this giant wave that much like the Beatles back in the 60s, everybody, you know, grew their hair, put on some suits and, and went Woo-hoo! when they sang and thought they could have the same success. And you just can't. It's it's not that easy. It's not a formula. And I had to talk a lot of people They're like, well, I'm doing a daily show. I'm asking the same questions. I'm, you know, talking about aha moments. And I'm like, yeah, that's already been done. Now you're a ripoff. 
you know, and you've got to come up with something on your own or you've got to tweak this a bit. And we had to talk a lot of people that were not happy that, hey, I've spent all this money and I'm following the recipe and I'm not getting the same results. And so we actually did an episode called The John Lee Dumas Effect. And it was actually based on an article by uh, Steve Stewart, who is uh, a friend of mine. And so we actually brought John on to talk about this. And he explained, he's like, he's he doesn't set himself up as, if you do this, you will become rich. He's kind of like, this is what I did to become incredibly rich. But, you know, take this and, and put yourself into it, come up with your own formula kind of thing. So, yeah, we had to, on occasion, I have to be the bad guy. And it's it's... Not an easy position for me to be in because nobody likes to, nobody wants to tell somebody, I'm sorry, but your baby's ugly. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah, just so you know, it, it doesn't kind of work that way. When I head away to conventions, there's always one person that gets a little, oh, uppity, shall we say. And uh, so when I got home, it turns out Bernie had been watching TV all day. Now, if you're new to the show, who the heck is Bernie? Bernie's my cat. I inherited Bernie. In December, he's a very talkative cat, and uh, he was not happy with the way a uh, week one went with the NFL, with American football here, and uh, so I could barely get a word in edgewise. But here's a quick conversation with Bernie. Bernie, hey buddy, what's up? I know the Browns lost. I know they did. And Jacksonville lost, yep, the Jaguars. And the Panthers lost, I know. The NFL stinks. I know, it's a bummer. I know, sports. Bunch of millionaires making... I know, it's crazy. Wow, you are, you are talkative. Holy cow. You alright, buddy? <laughs> You know, you are the star of the show now. Did you know that? You're the star of the show. You are, buddy. Yep. All right. Say goodbye, Bernie. Bernie. Ah. Right. All right. So thanks so much for tuning in. Our website, again, is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up. And again, for coupons, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. Sign up. And be one of the first in when we open up the School of Podcasting on September 30th. We've got a lot of really cool things going on. And if you're already a member of the School of Podcasting, you'll be included in this as well. But we've got microphone giveaways. We have a really cool book giveaway. We've got the Cool Player giveaway. That's a plug-in for WordPress. A lot of fun stuff. All you have to do is go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter to be involved with that, but that will be happening very, very soon. I look forward to working with you, whether that's with the School of Podcasting or by doing one-on-one consulting, which is available out at schoolofpodcasting.com. In the future, again, I'm going to be having different segments on jargon in the show, as well as a uh, guide that you can download to that. That's going to be fun, as well as anything that you would like to talk about. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and let me know what you would like to hear on the School of Podcasting. It's actually our show, and uh, I would love to give you whatever you would like to hear, or more importantly, I guess you should say, whatever you need. So thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, God bless, and I hope to see you on the inside.